For the first time ever, I am thrilled to say we have an official sponsor for the Dirk Talk podcast, and that's Ariat. I've worn Ariat boots on every job site I've visited over the years, traveling in them across five continents. More importantly, I have yet to find a single project where working folks, unlike me, are not wearing Ariat boots and workwear in every condition imaginable. And there's really good reason for that. And that's because it's phenomenal stuff. And the more I've learned about Ariat and the company, the more I've loved their brand. So with this, Ariat is offering any Dirt Talk listener 10% off their next Ariat order at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk. That's 10% off boots, jeans, and workwear at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk or at the link in this episode's description. With that, let's get to the show. Okay, welcome everybody to the Build Wit Pod. Uh, what, what is this? Welcome everybody <laughs> to the Dirt Talk Podcast Monday Edition. I'm your host Aaron Witt on a mission to make the dirt world a better place. Joined by my co-host Alex Horton. Yo yo yo! Who's cracking up at my terrible introduction? You did forget what it was called, and you named it. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the uh the uh <laughs> welcome to the podcast everybody i love it maybe awesome. i should just say the podcast that's the safe way to go the podcast yeah you'll always be right well i got i confused myself because we we just did the internal podcast as mm-hmm. we always do and so i say welcome back to the build the internal podcast on that one yeah but this is not the internal podcast this is for the world man or this is i mean internal is vague this is the dirt world's internal podcast it's true. There you go. In a way, you could say every podcast is an internal podcast only sure. for the people who listen to it. Sure. Yeah. Or the people um, who might want to listen to it. This is this is a, a really big one for us, too, because we're sitting in the studio. Mm-hmm. We're breaking in the studio. Dirt Talk Studios. Yeah. We're, we're testing out the new microphones. We're, we're, we're brainstorming with the desk layout. We're trying to wear the leather chairs here. We're… We're in business. Mm-hmm. Try not to get our feet tangled up in all the uh, cords that are just laying all over the floor. Yes. And I, I listened to the most recent podcast this morning. Mm-hmm. And I promised everybody that that was the last episode we record at my house. You're which, right. Which was right. Mm-hmm. And then I almost promised everybody that the office would be open. And I was wrong. You were. It is not open. You said something that was, maybe it was on the internal, but you said like, and I'll see you guys at the office next, you know, when we're working there. Yeah. And I was like, no, but turns out that's yeah. wrong. No, it's been wrong a lot of times over. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have fallen for that one. To be fair, the last time we recorded was 12 days ago. Sure. A lot uh, of things can happen. I, yeah, I was pretty certain that the office would be open by now, mm-hmm. but it's not. Well, I think the last day you gave us was August 23rd, which is today. The day we're recording this. Yeah. 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 So all that's to say, by the time this airs, we have no idea. Well, and also <laughs> we should say that if if the fire marshal's listening to this, we're not recording this at the office. We're actually sitting at my dining room table right now at my house. Private property. Yes. 
I, I am curious. What if we were doing this as just friends and not work? Would it be allowed to be? Would we be allowed to do it at the office? Um, I don't know. I don't. There's probably some gray area though. Like where we could be testing um, the network and the mm-hmm. electrical components of the office. The H. I mean, we're we're giving. We're doing the lifestyle True. testing here. Yeah, we're, we're taking it for a spin to yeah. see how it works. Yeah, to make sure that everything is is in order before we allow people in here because that's the right thing to do from a safety standpoint. And I've thought about it. You know, I've, I've been bringing a lot of stuff that's just like been at my house. Over here, I, I feel like I could always say, I'm just unloading stuff. Yeah, we're, I'm we're, on my way out. we're just unloading. Uh, and we wanted to have a quick conversation as friends and… Uh, we just happened to be doing it on microphones, wearing might as well do it headphones and a whole fancy audio setup in, yeah. in this chest. So, uh, Mr. Fire Marshal, we're actually not not doing what we just said. This is not work. Nope, that's for sure. Nope. Pretty I mean, cool to be here, though. It is. Pretty cool. <laughs> if we were at the office, if as we were, we're here's how we would saying do it. this. It would be really cool. The space it it has a good feeling to it. I like. And, and this isn't even done yet. We haven't really broken in yet, but I already like the feeling of this room. Mm-hmm. I like being in here. I do think that we're going to probably want to soften up the lights in here. And we might not even for have sure. these. You know, we'll have a like a, a light for filming that'll totally, you know. I think the the vibe can be well, the lights you can dim them too. Well, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll definitely consider that then. Like I said, we can do anything in this room. That's true. Yeah. Um, all that's to say. It's already feeling good. It's already feeling good. And not only is it feeling good for us, but this marks a turning point in the Dirt Talk podcast in general. Mm -hmm. Because from now on, hopefully, almost all episodes will be in person. Yeah. Our guests will be visiting us in the state of Nashville, Tennessee. The state of Nashville? In the state of Tennessee. Yep. In the in city, the city of, Nashville. of Nashville to see our office, experience BuildWit, experience the great city of Nashville, and record a podcast in person. With yep. There'll certainly be, you know, maybe a handful of guests that wouldn't be in person, but yeah. It up till now, that's been a necessity. It's just like really the only way to do it for the most part. Yes. You know, on occasion, you were able to get people to your house. But again, that's like at your house. It's just not, you know, it's not the same thing. No, it's, it's, it's really not the same thing. Um, this we, is, we are going to do a couple on the road episodes too. We're going to do some on the road. We have one scheduled pretty mm-hmm. soon here. Yep. Um, and then also now that we're in the office, all of this will eventually be on video as mm-hmm. well. Yep. And so I, I think that'll all just, you know, inc- increase, I don't want to say our influence, but allow more people to enjoy what we're working on and kind of get a glimpse into what we're working on. I think that'd be really cool. I'm really excited. Me too. Yeah. Um, so we're here this week in Nashville. I'm coming off of a crazy week on the road. Yeah. I I went all over last week. And the most terrifying thing about it all was not terrifying. I don't know. The terrifying thing about it was it was very comfortable to be getting, getting on a plane almost every day of the week. Uh, and, and, and it has not been that comfortable before. It's been like, okay, but I was just chilling last week oh good chilling and i actually i very much enjoyed last week it was a lot of fun i you were all over i was all over so i started i I flew out to arizona i spent some time out there with with my family and then i saw rango 
Um, they were, uh, they have a new Volvo 950, one of the first in the United States, if not the first in the United States. You posted about that, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, oh, this was a, a badass machine. It's Volvo's brand new, you know, 9,500 ton Ooh. excavator. It's a monster. Yeah. Um, they have it pioneering right now, pioneering some new haul roads for a copper mine wow. outside of Phoenix. And it'll eventually be within the next month or so after it's done pioneering, it'll be um, actually creating a whole new pit for this copper mine, starting the stripping on this whole new pit. And they'll, they'll have a few different spreads out there once the 950s got, got this road cut in there. So that is that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Really cool. I got out there at like 4.30. had to wake up at like 2.30 to get out there in time. But uh, it's, it's a lot of fun getting out to a site that early and you're in the mountains and the, in the, it's in the desert and it's, yeah. it's actually really, uh, the weather's actually quite beautiful this time of year where they were. And the sun comes over the, the mountains early in the morning at like five 30 and it's, it's, it was awesome. Um, so I got to see that in Arizona. I was going to see some other work, but it fell through because of rain, go figure in Phoenix. Oh boy. One time it rains. <laughs> yeah, the one time it rains. And then it rains and everybody's like, well, you we can't work. But here in Tennessee, it'd be like, now we're we're working today. There's no problem here. Yep. Um, different parts of the country work in different ways. So then I flew from Arizona up to Portland, um, drove from Portland to Astoria, stayed the night in Astoria. Next day, like I talked about in the last podcast, met with J.E. McCamus. Uh, J.E. McCamus, I think it is, uh, saw their 6020 setting Jetty Stone. It was so cool. And they were very friendly and very helpful from an information standpoint. It was, it was a really, really cool experience. And just to see that machine out on that jetty in the middle of the Pacific, you have the Pacific Ocean on one side, the Columbia River at the other side, absolutely spectacular. So that was very cool. We spent some time on Cannon Beach, of course, because we were right there. Might as well go see it. Beautiful little beach. And then... Is that from the Goonies? I guess so. I've never seen the Goonies. Okay. But everybody said... Everybody was making Goonies jokes. Got I it, have a hundred DMs about the Goonies. You're like, hmm. Because I posted that beach. Um, the, the rock is really, really like recognizable. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a part of the story. Then the next day I saw... Um, Kerr a little bit. Can I ask you actually about the jetty real quick? Yeah. How long is that? So you posted a picture that like it looks like it goes on into eternity. There's three jetties that that combined total I think nine miles. Whew. So I don't know how long this specific jetty is, but it's it's substantial. It's going to take them. It's 2021. They said they'll potentially be out there till 2024. Wow. Okay. Uh, they can't work in the winter. Sure. So because of, part of the year. because of the storms and everything that roll through there, they just can't they, they demob everything, mm-hmm. um, and then bring it all back in for summer. So it's four consecutive summers potentially. How wide is it? Uh, not that wide. So yeah. the sixty twenty, it was about just as wide as the sixty twenty, and and nothing more than that. So the trucks they couldn't actually turn around out there, so they get loaded with a rock and they back all the way down the jetty to drop the rock off for the excavator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It, it looks awesome. Very, yeah. very cool. Super cool. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You can go on to the next thing now. I just no, and then um, saw, saw Kerr in, in Portland and then flew to Kansas City to meet with Herzog, 
which was a total treat. Thanks to Herzog for having us out there. Mm -hmm. Um, they basically, the railroad comes to them with a problem and they come up with a solution from scratch. So they create all these crazy machines and they do all this crazy engineering at their facility about an hour north of Kansas City to solve all of these amazing problems for the railroad. And they've been doing it very successfully for a very long time. So that was a, an absolute treat to see them. And then we spent the afternoon with Emery Sap. Cool. Had You'd been out to see Emery Sap's stuff that they work on before, right? <sighs> Briefly. So we went out there for a meeting uh, was going to go see a job site, a big warehouse they were building outside of town in mm -hmm. Kansas, but it was snowing that day. So the spread was not operational. Sure. Uh, took a few pictures of some dozers and some pans in the snow, but nothing crazy. Uh, we were going to go out and see a site on this trip, but it was kind of in between schedules and it just wasn't I guess a good time for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, we were just there for a meeting again. We're trying to work something out with them. And hopefully, if all goes well, you should see lots more of Emory Sapp and Sons on BuildWit social channels. So I've been doing a lot of podcast stuff. You know, the last well, I always do podcast stuff. But when you travel, um, I generally knock out a lot of things that I don't need you for. Yeah. From a podcast perspective. Um, and I... I think what's really interesting is I think when I think of our internal podcasts and the internal podcasts that I work on for some of our partners, um, I always kind of go back to um, the way that Sargent deploys their internal podcast. Mm -hmm. Because is that how you got the idea for us to start using an internal podcast was from Herb at Sargent? I think that was one of the catalysts. But… It, you know, it's starting to become a more and more important medium. And yeah. Fair Talk's done so well for sure. us. And we would get a lot of questions. Uh, and, and internally, I'd be having the same conversations um, with with different people. Or I would have a call where we would talk about something really important. And then someone would start two weeks from then and not hear what we had just talked about on that call, even though it's really important. Mm -hmm. So it was between Sergeant doing it and just our need for some sort of long-standing documentation of some important things within our business. And yeah. it's just morphed into what it is today, which it's kind of taken a life of its own. Fast forward 16 hours. Full disclosure, we're recording this <laughs> uh, second bit on a different day mm -hmm. because the noise from the kitchen down below got to be way too distracting for me. Yeah, I could kind of see your eyes wandering and <laughs> you kind of stopped mid-sentence and you just were just like, I'm too distracted. I, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I mean, it's I like just like it. trying to do a podcast like in a party. It was what it kind of felt like yeah. just in the middle of it. Um, there was a lot of staff coming into the restaurant right below us um, and it was just a little too much. Yeah, we're, we're learning how to use this space. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be learning a lot over the next month or two. Yeah. So bear with us as we learn because this is a, uh, as anything else at BuildWit, an, an unexact science. An un, unex, inex, that sounds right. Inexact, unexact, not a science. Around not here. a science. Definitely not a science. No. Um, so we're getting back into it. We're just trying to get moving. Getting back into it. But what I, what I really wanted to talk about yesterday was BuildWit leaders, one, 
we have really been pounding the pavement on Build It Leaders. And so we, what we did on Build It Leaders was we basically said, we're going to try to go create this training platform for the dirt world as we see it should be created and presented. So mm-hmm. we found some experts like Marcus Sheridan and Jocko Willink and Randy Blunt. And we sat down in studios. We put all the video together. We created a platform for it. We put it all out into the world. Now, we kind of just did it without a whole lot of feedback. The reality of the current situation is that we've spent a lot of money on build leaders. We don't always think through things before we do them. I'm very glad we've done it because it's been the single best leadership development program I've ever been a part of personally. Um, but the reality is we can't really keep the show on the road without industry support. So we came up with something called Build It Leaders Founding Members mm-hmm. in which we're asking companies, forward-thinking companies, to pitch in on the development of this. They get recognition. They get access to our field training exercise through Echelon Front in, in November uh, in Nashville, which yep. should be a really good time. They for have sure. the opportunity for me to come visit. They get a whole year of Build It Leaders. They're essentially getting a bunch of stuff but they're paying for build it leaders for the year up front so that we can then finance the creation of more content. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're at is we launched this founding members thing. So we've been pounding the pavement over the past two weeks, talking to what we believe are the forward thinking companies we know and trying to introduce them to this founding members thing. Uh, So if you're a forward thinking company or you work at a forward thinking company, please reach out to us because we need all the help we can get to make this thing a reality. We really believe in it, but it's not sustainable for us to keep bankrolling this thing ourselves. We don't have this huge investor base and we're not a public company and we don't have access to unlimited capital like a lot of these other companies do. Uh, We're here to make the dirt world a better place, but to do that, we need the industry support. So that's where the whole founding members thing is at. You can find it on the leaders website, leaders.buildwit.com. But that's not exactly what I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. The the interesting thing through selling this whole platform to different companies with the founding members thing is we've gotten a lot of feedback about it. Yeah. So we first attacked it with from the leadership front. We wanted to offer the best leadership training out there. And I believe we do have some of the best leadership training available on Build It Leaders today. But that it's a hard sell to a lot of the industry. What they want is construction basics and financial literacy and equipment training. And they want access to training on some of the lower hanging fruit. So that is where we are headed with Build It Leaders, which I'm very excited about, Mm -hmm. is we're going to have a lot of the original educational content on leadership, on economics of equipment, on project engineering, on geotechnical. We're going to have all that stuff. We're going to continue to develop all that stuff, but we're going to now pivot a little bit and heavily focus on the basics of construction, the basics of construction safety, the basics of grading, the basics of equipment, uh, financial literacy, uh, mental health. There's a lot of other topics we're going to start attacking on Build It Leaders and we really sincerely mean it when we say this is going to be the greatest 
not greatest, the most extensive educational platform in the industry, period. Yeah. Without a doubt. So that's a little update on Build It Leaders is we have had good adoption. There's a lot of people using it. We've had a lot of good things. Uh, we've heard a lot of good things about it. So that's cool. We didn't create a shit product. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need industry support. So we're basically talking to any and every company we know in the industry. Uh, we have a three-tiered system for for founding members. If Again, if that's your company or if you know of a company, please reach out to us and, and at least let, let us explain what the heck we're doing, if nothing else. Um, the initial companies that have signed up, uh, Bactyl Excavating, Matt Bactyl. Mm-hmm. Is it Bactyl or Bactyl? Bactyl. Bactyl. Yeah. I get that mixed up because Bechtel's a big, mm-hmm. big name. So Matt Bechtel uh, of Bechtel Excavating, we're really, really excited to have him on board. Um, we have Earthview. We have Quality Enterprises down in Florida. Fantastic folks. And we have Emory Sapp & Sons yep. on board. So we have small contractors, medium contractors, really big contractors on board. Applies to everybody. We've heard from some of the big contractors. Well, we already have our own training and development. And and yeah, you you do, but we still believe we can develop this in a much more effective way than even a big company can internally. And you'll have these courses that might be unique to your company, but the basics of construction safety, that's the same across the board. We see enough job sites to know that everybody does it the exact same way. And we think we can present it in a much more effective manner. So. Yeah. It applies to anybody. It applies to a small contractor. If you're if you're a one-man operation, you're looking to scale your business, there's some crazy valuable information on here. And if you're a big, big, big company, even doing multi-billion dollars a year, we're creating something that is going to blend in with your existing LMS platform, whatever it may be. And it will be a fantastic solution for training your people into the future. I think what's pretty neat is thinking about how um, when we started this process, we had said, you know, we want to have all this this leadership training. That was the initial, initial concept. And yet this feedback that we've gotten from not just these founding member um, companies, but just feedback from people in the industry in general, when they are saying, we, you know, maybe some more like construction basics. Um, that makes the fact that we're on the right track even more clear because it's like, wow, you're right. We need, there's a much bigger opportunity here um, to fill a lot of education gaps that we, we thought we were beginning to fill. And yet it's like, oh, wow, there's way more here than we initially expected. Totally. And the product was never meant to be this like finite. Oh, now we have all the courses that you could ever need on here that it will never be that because it's always going to be, oh, we could have training for you know, this topic on here. And we can always do that on there. And that's really exciting totally. to be a part of. Yeah. And and the reality is the construction industry is slow to adopt. So mm-hmm. everybody knows they need leadership training, but the workforce thing is only getting worse and worse. And I've actually seen more urgency with workforce in the past probably 30 to 60 days than I have ever before. Wow. People are starting to feel the pressure. And this is what I've been forecasting for years now, and it's only getting worse. Um, so they're saying to us, sure, leadership training is is awesome. We're all for it. But 
what we really need is we need to figure out how to onboard someone who's never been in the industry fast because we need to put them to work now. Yeah. So we're trying to create that solution and then we're trying to offer that bigger picture component of it, which is that leadership development side of things. That's how we truly make the dirt world a better place. We empower the next generation of leaders. Um, but we're going to have all sorts of information on here going forward. So that's your little Build It Leaders update. Um, we're Again, we're just really, really excited about this. We really believe in this thing. That's why we're so urgent about getting founding members, keeping this going, getting adoption up there is because it's truly, it's not snake oil. It's not bullshit. It's, it's, I, I shit you not, it's been the single best leadership development program I've ever been a part of, ever been a part of. Yep. I look at every single interaction within my business completely differently today than I did three months ago. And it has dramatically improved my life. Mm-hmm. Dramatically. Really cool. So, and, and that's, the, that's my sales pitch to everybody that I've been selling is, I've, you know, we're transparent. We're saying, hey, hey, cash flow, cash flow is tough right now. We're, we're trying to cash flow this thing. We're trying to make this thing yeah. work on our own. We can't do it on our own. We're, we're not dumb enough to think we can do it on our own. So that's one. Two, I've been joking with everybody, but it's not really a joke. They have my no snake oil guarantee. Like, I'm not a charlatan. I, I, this isn't <laughs> snake oil. This isn't bullshit. This is something real that we believe in. We go to more job sites than any other group in the United States right now. We've seen the industry. We understand the challenges. And this is something we're, we're building to solve and address a lot of the challenges we see today. That's the fact. So if you haven't checked it out, please check it out. If you check it out and think it's bullshit, tell us why. We would love to hear about yeah. that. If you check it out and you think it's awesome, tell us why. If you check it out, think it's awesome, but there's a lot to improve on, let us know. We're trying to make this thing better. We're really not trying to uh, create some nonsense here. We're trying to create something that the industry actually needs and will use day to day across the board. Mm -hmm. So that is my update on leaders in a nutshell. In a nutshell, everyone. In a nutshell. Um, we've got a couple questions. Let's get into them. Answer a couple. You're going to have some heavy editing on this episode. Oh yeah, it's going to be been fun. All over <laughs> the board. <laughs> it's going to be fun, but things are good. Uh, first question is anonymous. I'm interning at a relatively small high-end custom home builder this summer. My company builds large 10 to $20 million homes in a major city. This week, they held a company golf outing, and all 25-plus supers and project managers took the day off to go golfing with the three owners. A few of the interns are upset because we weren't invited to hang out, network, and meet the rest of the team. Instead, we were left behind with little work to do and no supervision. What are your thoughts on this? I would have thought they'd invite us since they do like us and want to hire us both after graduation, but apparently didn't want us to be part of the fun. To us, it was kind of a turnoff being excluded, although arguably we are the lowest men on the totem pole. So there's two sides to attack this. The first side is, and I just don't know how to say this, you're a fucking intern. You are fucking nothing. Seriously. There's a, you have to earn your position in this industry. You have to earn it. There's no way around it. That's what makes this industry great is because you're awarded uh, whatever you get based on your, your effort and work. So I'm not saying, and, and I'm not saying that in, in a, a cruel manner, but it's just, you're, you, like, you, you, you have no experience. You have very little to offer. You, you just haven't done anything before. And that's not your fault, but you're, you're the low man on the totem pole. You need to put in your time before 
expecting anything in this world. Anything. And that's, that's a, I have a big problem with young kids having this sense of entitlement, thinking they're owed something. You're not owed anything. You're owed nothing. You earn everything that, whatever you want, you're going to have to earn, especially in this industry. You can't bullshit your way through this industry. People see right through it. You can bullshit your way through real estate or finance or whatever it may be. In the dirt world, it doesn't work. So that's a lot of the reality is that, yeah, people do need to be treated better. And yeah, interns don't necessarily need to be treated like shit. But also you need to understand you need to earn whatever you want. So if you want to be going to the golf outings, you need to earn that right. All those supers and PMs, you know, like decades they've, they've put in to earn the position, to take a day off, to go golfing with the owners. You got to earn it. Yeah. So that's one. And I have talked about that a little bit, but, you know, I grew up in a very, very entitled position. I thought that was normal life where everybody lived in a very, you know, in a nice home and everybody had multiple homes and people flew private and had nice cars and this and that. And then I learned that, oh, if I want all this, I actually have to earn it. And that was a very sobering realization. And that is one of my main motivations is I've seen that part of the world and, and that, that part of the world where you can go golfing whenever the hell you want. I don't like to golf, but you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. But, but I know, I, I understand the reality of that. And that's that I have to earn that right. No one's going to give it to me. I have to go out and bust my ass and, and, and earn that right. And it's going to take a long, long time. I was thinking about this last night. I feel like this all the time. I've been going on this business for three and a half years flat out seven days a week for three and a half years. And I still don't make all that much money. And a lot of times it's, it's, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's almost depressing. It's like, man, I'm busting my ass right now. And, you know, you, you get in your head about it. Sure, we have, I'm sitting in this beautiful studio in this beautiful office. We just came out of our company meeting with all these beautiful people. There's so much to be thankful for. Mm. But at the same time, you, you, the emotions set in. You're just, you, you get frustrated because like, God, I just, I want to be moving faster. I want to be going somewhere. But that's part of the process too. It's just time. You just have to put in a consistent amount of effort over a consistent amount of years. It's going to yield a significant result. Mm-hmm. So that's the one, that's the first part. Second part is... You know, if it were my company, I'd be inviting everybody because, yeah, you're right. I do want to leave a good impression on you. I do recognize that you're the next generation. I do want to make you feel appreciated because, sure, you are an intern, but you're probably busting your ass like everybody else. You're putting in your time. Sure, you don't have as much to offer as the other guys, but you're doing your best. And that's something that should be appreciated and, and rewarded if you've earned it. I totally believe in that. So we we've had we have an intern, you know, this summer, Nathan. He's kicked ass. Yeah. He's he's like anybody else at this company. He's not like the intern that we just stick with all the bullshit. He's a, a very valued and appreciated part of our team and a huge part of making leaders a reality. Mm-hmm. I mean, we count on him for a number of things. And it's not a oh, we can kick it to Nathan. No. It's always been like, well, we know he can do this, so let's have him do it. No. So it's, you know, from a company level, at least. I can, I can start speaking on our behalf more because we have mm-hmm. more data points. We wholeheartedly appreciate and respect the younger people in our business because they do, they, 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 they are hungry to learn. 
they, they do offer a fresh perspective on everything. They do have a lot to bring to our business. But then the other side of things, as a young person, you have to earn whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And if you have any sense of entitlement, you're going to get your ass beat. That's just how it is. So it's from both sides. You know, if you're a young person, be patient. And I'm telling myself this more than I'm telling you. Get rid of your sense of entitlement. Check your ego. Approach everything with total humility. Total humility. And then if you're an employer, I highly recommend you start appreciating and valuing that next generation because that's the future of your business. And if you don't, you are not going to have a business. Well said. You're here. Is that fair? I think that's really fair. I think that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, because I, I feel like I can put myself in both positions of that situation. And both sides of what you've said make a lot of sense. Yeah. And like feel not comforting, but like feel normal and feel, yes, you're right. That is how that would be. Um, so I appreciate you kind of talking into about that a little bit, especially speaking to both sides, because I, I, I do think that it's, it's not a, well, you're an intern sucks, man. Cause I don't think that's the story, the full story of that. No. Um, so I appreciate you digging in on that a little bit. Yeah. It's, you, you need to take ownership on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, I appreciate, uh, the listener who sent that in. That's a, a tough situation, but, um, Hopefully, there's some learning stuff there for sure. Um, last question. It's from Luke Payne. He sent a couple questions. Let's do just one. Um, okay. How is everyone incentivizing their employees to stay with the company? Besides great workspace, is it yearly bonuses, more responsibility, paid time off? This is something the industry, I don't think, has figured out. Mm-hmm. They think it's bonuses. They think it's paid time off. And I think you do need to offer a lot of that. You, you need to offer the ability to participate in the rewards of hard work. If you go and make the company successful, I think there needs to be a path for people to enjoy in that success. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to take care of their basic needs from an insurance standpoint, from a retirement standpoint, from a time off standpoint. That's all great. Um, but I think it really just comes down to uh, appreciation. And creating a great place to work. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to lose my patience with all these companies that, that blame these people for, for not sticking around um, and, and blame the workforce for their turnover problem. And I, I, I understand it. I can't perfectly relate because I don't have a blue-collar workforce. We have a very, you know, we, uh, we, we work with creatives yeah. and... and most everybody's higher, you know, has higher education and this and that. Um, so I can't totally relate, but I sincerely believe the principles are the same. My thinking is let's just create a really great place to work that people want to work at. And we won't have a retention problem. And we don't have a retention problem. That's not one of my big business problems right now. Yeah. It's not because people really enjoy being here. And why do they enjoy being here? Because we take care of their needs. We, we make sure they're cared for from a basic benefit standpoint. We, we, we compensate everybody fairly for, for how big we are right now. And, and we, we offer them at least what could be a path to greater success down the road as we, as we grow. 
but we, we appreciate people. We, we really care for people. We really put their needs before ours. And I think that is what matters to people at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, my parents were different. My parents, they wanted a paycheck. They wanted a 401k. They, they valued a lot of that stuff. Now that's, that's not what this newer generation values anymore. That's all just like, you know, power and water. Okay, great. Uh, you know, you're giving me a paycheck, you're giving me insurance, you're giving me a 401k. So is everybody else. Why, why should I, why should I work here? And not only do we care for people, but we also give them a higher purpose to their work. They know why they're showing up to work. Yeah. It's not just to go make me rich. It's not to just go, I don't know, take pictures. It's to make the dirt world a better place. Yep. I mean, how, how often do we talk about that? It's a lot. A lot. Yeah. It's everything. And people are very aware of that. They think they're a part of that greater purpose. And there's a lot of value there too. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, appreciating people, creating that and, and defining that higher purpose to your business. Those are not things that cost money. Those are not things that are all that difficult to implement. I'm not telling the industry to go spend tens of millions of dollars on some complicated training or you know, you need this new bonus structure, this and that. Maybe just write some thank you cards. Maybe just appreciate, look for opportunities to appreciate people a little bit more. Maybe wish people a happy birthday. Maybe shout people out publicly in the business. Maybe put people on your on your website. Yeah. This isn't this isn't crazy stuff. I heard a secondhand story um, last week talking about how a company was hesitant to put their people on their website or to like show that here's who works for us out of fear that, well, somebody else will just come take them, bring them to their company. And it kind of felt like, how do we all not know the answer to that already? And I, I understand like that's easier said than done, but to me, the answer is make your place somewhere people don't want to leave. Totally. And the, and the way to do that, there's a million ways to do that, and that, that changes per industry. But make your place somewhere that people wouldn't want to just, oh, well, this guy offered me a little bit more money, so I have to go there. That's it. That's the end of the conversation. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, don't know, I love hearing you talk about it because you do practice what you preach at, at BuildWit. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, it would be easy to because we're a new company we're we've been growing a lot certainly but we've also um had plenty of more, more cash strapped phases of our business where we're you know really trying to make it work and doing what we got to do and yet from the very beginning it was you know it's in, for us to have the kind of company that you want to run the kind of company that people want to be a part of you've been really upfront about you want to make sure everybody's taken care of and you know those ways and so I'm very thankful for that um, and so all that's, to, all that's to say, what you're what you're saying um, in response to this question is not like a canned answer that you think people in the industry should practice because it sounds good or that's what they should be doing. You're living that out first, and at Build It, we are living that out first. And I think that's how we're really going to influence people mm-hmm. is if we just make a, a really successful business. People are going to start asking, well, how'd you do it? Okay, here's how we did it. We appreciated people. We cared yeah. for people. We put people first. We put their needs before our needs. Like we, right now, we don't need a retirement plan. 
don't need to. Be, we spent a ton of money on the retirement plan. Over well, we the got past a number of months. people in their twenties who work at this company. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that. Yeah, that's not a requirement. And yet, and 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 like I was just saying, cash flow is probably our biggest problem right now. So why would I? Why would I increase benefits during a period in which cash flow is a nonstop problem? And that's because we are putting the needs of our people before the company's needs sometimes. And if you put their needs before the company's needs, they're going to take care of the company. They're going to really, really care for the company. Yep. As if it's their own because it is their own. Love That's it. how you do it. That's how you get loyal people. You be loyal first. <laughs> it's like it's like Jocko. I mean, he talks about this on Build of Leaders. It's, oh, you want people to listen to you? Listen more. You want to influence people? Allow them to influence you. It's counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. So you want a great business. You want people to you want people to to trust and respect and care for your business. You need to trust and respect and care for them first. And then they'll reciprocate it. Well, that reminds me of the advice I I heard when I was young that if you want to have good friends, you have to be one first. Totally. And so I think that's probably like the most micro version of that, but I think it's all the same thing. It's like if if you want people to like buy into what you're selling, like not selling, but buy into what you're saying and what you're trying to um, share with them, like let them share with you first. Yeah. Be open to that, those conversations. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, there's a, there's a big piece of this. It's like, you know, what the hell do I know? I'm, I'm a 26 year old kid. I, I don't run a blue collar business. I'm not up against a lot of the challenges a lot of these contractors are up against, but I, based on everything I've seen, I've visited with a lot of contractors. Mm-hmm. I've talked to a lot of blue collar people. I I live and breathe in this industry like you anybody else. Spend a else lot does. of time with a lot of different companies. Spend a lot of time yeah. out in the field understanding their problems and studying the best business practices out there and trying to figure out what the solutions to some of the problems in the industry are facing. And I'm telling you, this is this is it. This is it. Yeah. So that's that. <laughs> I mean, it, it is like it, yeah. it's hard to kind of keep going back and forth on it because it, I don't want to say it's really clear, but it's this, that approach is the next step mm-hmm. in the make a dirt world a better place. Mm-hmm. That whole idea. And those that understand that concept are going to win long-term. Yep. I know it. hundred percent. Cool. Uh, well, thanks Luke for sharing that. Thanks for reaching out, man. Um, we've got a fun, interesting guest this week. Yeah. My maybe the guest you've known the longest. Sure. My friend Kevin McCauley's coming to town. And he's a medical student at the University of Michigan, which is not very dirty Mm-mm. at all. Um Capital B U T but. Yeah. But <laughs> he's gonna be on the podcast because he was around when I first started Build It while I was in college first started posting pictures of trucks on the internet, Mm -hmm. dozers on the internet. And then he was there for the very first build what trip. Love it. To Texas. Um, On his, he's a year younger. So I was right out of college. He was on spring break as a senior and we drove around Texas together (laughs) chasing dirt. Uh, And and so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And I think it'll be a a really fun, fun conversation. Looking forward to it, man. Yeah. Um, so that's that, you know, a funny thing about these questions in the podcast, someone, someone DM me last night. He's like, you know, I would send in questions, but you never answer the questions. I'm like, have you, have you listened to the podcast? That's all we do, dude. That's all we do. 
The only questions I've not put on the podcast are ones where it's, why don't you talk about such and such more? Yeah. Or like, have you ever considered talking about this? It's like, sure. But that's not a question for the podcast. That's a no. yes or no answer. <laughs> yeah. And we'll take it into consideration. I'm not putting yes or no questions in the podcast. Yeah. It makes no sense. Have you thought about talking about different equipment manufacturers more? Sure. Okay. Next question, Alex. That, those are the questions I don't, we don't put on. Yeah. That's it. Almost every other question makes it on. Okay. And like plenty of these, like you've kind of answered parts of them before. Sure. But unless, unless it's like word for word going to get the same answer, I'm going to bring it on because it's asked from a different perspective than maybe the last version of it was. You know what I mean? There you have to it. To me, that sounds good. So. so if you have questions or, or comments, it's all... Alex sees it all. Yeah, bring it on. Yeah, send it to dirttalk at buildwith.com. And uh, with that, we'll see you guys on the next episode of the Build With Monday podcast. Or the Dirt Talk Monday podcast. I screwed up the intro. We're yesterday. working on it. I'll get it one day. <laughs> yep. See you, everybody. Stay dirty. Thanks, y'all.